From sprains to fractures, get expert care quickly at the University of Kansas Health System. Walk-in orthopedic care is open weekdays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 2 at I-435 and Null. Learn more at KansasHealthSystem.com slash orthopedics. Racing going on last night? No, not much or going on. Or this weekend, for that matter. Um, probably the biggest news locally here, uh, Kirk, is uh, um, we've lost a, a, a local racer this weekend. Uh, yeah, he was the founder of the uh, Vintage Car uh, Division, the SMVR Vintage Car Club, Mickey Fleehart. Uh, we heard the sad news uh, that he passed away yesterday suddenly and right. uh, it's just shocked everybody great guy he was the founder of that smvr club he and his wife uh christy uh great friends of racing and uh mickey fleehart was about as personal a guy as you'd ever want to meet he was just uh very visible uh knew everybody and everybody knew him and it's it's just a sad loss that everybody's right. dealing with here today yeah. passed away of a heart attack from what I understand, yeah, at 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sad news. So our hearts and prayers go out to Christy and her family and all the people associated with vintage car racing. It's uh, that's a hard one to swallow. There, yep, no doubt about it. Uh, Kirk, um, today is a big day for you. You're going to MC the uh, Central Auto Racing Boosters Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, big day out at the Elks Club in Blue Springs was out there last night helping get things set up. And mm-hmm. the, the venue is uh, pretty well set up. There's some more folks going in there about 10 o'clock this morning to finish things up. And about 3 o'clock this afternoon, the doors open. The program gets started about 4 o'clock. We'll induct eight inductees into the what is the 2022 class, not the 2023 class, but the 2022 class of the Hall of Fame because we didn't have an induction ceremony in 2021. Right. So because of the COVID pandemic, but uh, the eight drivers and uh, other folks that are going in to the Hall of Fame include Rick Beebe, Jerry Covert, Jerry Gilbert, Bob Reber, Tom Bierman, Lonnie Farley, Danny Lasowski and Fast Freddie Whistler. So all very deserving nominees, and we'll look forward to uh, putting them in the Hall of Fame today. A little bit of a letdown here. Rick Beebe not going to be there tonight, right? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, we heard last night. I guess he's down in Texas. Uh, Petty, Texas. Yeah, he's got his, uh, he's still racing, by the way. Rick Beebe's still out there doing his thing. And uh, he's down at uh, Rocket Speedway this weekend. Would this not be big enough for you to be here? Well, wouldn't you think it, if yeah. you're getting into a Hall of Fame, don't you think that you should be here? We'll miss to race? Uh, we'll miss Rick there, but we'll also miss Danny Losowski, who will not be there either. But uh, Bob Baker is going to accept his award going in. Danny, you know, he told us a few weeks ago he was going to be with the Outlaws down at uh, Belusia this weekend, right? Uh, helping out there. He lives down in Florida now, right? He does. Yep, he lives in Florida. So we knew that uh, Danny was going to be with us, but everybody else was going to be there. Jerry and Jerry Covert and Lonnie Farley and uh, Bob, Bob Reber. Reber. They'll all be there, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll still, we'll have fun. It'll it'll be good. So and for the first time in many years, Kirk, we're not going to be streaming this live tonight, right? No, we uh, we just don't uh, we don't have the wherewithal to. 
pull that off tonight. So, but uh, hopefully, I think we're going to have good turnout, folks, there tonight, and uh, love to see everybody out there. Yeah. Well, it that it, uh, it's kind of a bummer that we're not doing it live. We how many years did we do that live? Uh, a few. I can't remember mm. exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you was, remember, Todd? How many years it's been? I, I did. I did five or six. I right. know I did five of them. So. Right. But uh, we just uh, weren't able to put that all together yeah. this year. So I've got uh, I've got plans, and Kirk's yeah. trying to MC, and right. the, the streaming last year was suspect at best, and it was it kind of I felt it, bad. It, it it went in and out it, last it year. It really did, yeah. and like you said, it's it's tough when you unless you well they a, don't have house internet yeah, over there. You don't have a dedicated right dedicated so, line. So yeah. it's just that makes it tough. So. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to have a pretty good turnout tonight, and uh, love to see everybody out there today. And, again, it starts at 4 o'clock this afternoon. We'll induct four members and then have dinner, and then the other four members will be inducted. So that's the way things will go. Right. Kirk, you do a lot of work for this uh, Central Auto Racing oh, Booster. I don't do thing. much at all. Huh? I went out there and helped them set up tables and chairs and things of that nature just kind of helped out a bit but i don't do much there are other people that do way more than i do when it comes to the hall of fame and thanks to all of the volunteers and all the folks that put that in we're going to have ray cunningham on hour two exclusively on uh race boys uh facebook and youtube uh ray is uh he put together all the profiles for this and he's going to join us and tell us about some of these inductees right. coming up in hour two yeah. Um, how about uh, Kyle Busch? Man, he... Uh, He's on a roll, isn't he? He smoked him last night in that truck race he out did. at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, Kyle Busch, coming off that Cup Series win at Fontana last week, is definitely on a roll right now. And, you know, I'm not surprised about this, Scott. I think we talked about it when he moved over to Richard Childress Racing. Uh, I thought he would do well over there. I believe, if you ask me, that Kyle Busch is motivated to win the championship this year. Yes, sir. Would you agree with me I on that? I would agree with that. And he's he, he was going to be good in that eight car because Tyler Reddick was good in that car. He won three races in that car a year ago. Right. To not think that Kyle Busch could step into that ride and do well. That, How many races do you think he'll win this year? I think there's a chance that uh, Kyle could win five or six, five or six races. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's better than the last driver that was in there. I think so. But Tyler Reddick's pretty good. He's pretty good race car driver. Who, by the way, is off to about as bad a start as you can ever imagine in that 45 car for twenty three eleven racing. Tyler Reddick not off to a very good start at all in his first two races. So that's the other end of the equation. But last night, Kyle Busch led 84 of 134 laps in the Craftsman Truck Series race out at Las Vegas. Dominated, I think at one time he had about a seven-second lead, won by four seconds, 4.9 seconds, almost five seconds last night over Zane Smith. Ben Rhodes finished in third place, but... uh, that was Kyle Busch's show last night at his home track out in Las Vegas. Well, you know, he's always motivated when he goes to Las Vegas, yeah. right? He's won one cup race out there. I think that was uh What do you think his chances of winning this weekend? I think it's pretty good. He's in all yeah. three races, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in the Xfinity race today. 
We'll see how he does there. So he's got a pretty good chance of doing the triple this weekend, I think. No doubt. I think the other big news um, going into t- this weekend when it, when you talk about cup racing is Chase Elliott is going to miss the Las Vegas race. Josh Berry is going to sub. Um, he got a leg injury while snowboarding. Man, oh, man. They got a lot of snow out and, there, and and they're and they're doing surgery. Did they do surgery on it yesterday? They were supposed to do it last night, yeah. right, Todd? Friday night is when they were scheduled to do it. So I think he already, already I, in. Hopefully, I, I think get, he's going to be out for a while. Well, you you won't be back soon, if depending on what kind of surgery. We know it he's is, out this weekend. Beyond they, that, we just don't know right at this time. But Josh Berry will step in that car, and uh, we'll see what happens. Rick Hendrick uh, put out a. A message said Chase's health is our primary concern. He's spoken with several members of our team and is understandably disappointed to miss time in the car. Of course, he has her full support and will provide any resources he needs. We hope to share another update later this weekend. Those were the words of uh, team owner Rick Hendrick. Right. And we also got some sound from Hudson O'Neill that we did uh this week on Mostly Motorsports, and we're going to play that interview in our next segment. And then um, also we've got some Trenton Berry sound that we uh, we did an interview with him, and they're racing down at USMTS down in Petty, Texas this weekend. Yeah, and when we talked to him on Monday, and you'll hear it in this segment, he, he wasn't even sure they were going to make a trip right. to Texas this weekend. The weather looked kind of iffy at best, and they, they ended up uh, trying to make a go of it this weekend. Thursday and Friday wiped out. They just uh, they called those nights off early, but they saw a better forecast for Saturday, so they're still on for tonight. The main events are tonight, and then they're going to come back and run a show to help make up for one of the shows they missed on Thursday and Friday on Sunday. So the big money is tonight. Then they're going to come back on Sunday and run another show, try to get two nights in this weekend. So. As far as I can tell so far, they're still on for tonight. I'm not exactly sure what the forecast is down there, but uh, they're going to try to go at it tonight down at uh, Rocket Raceway Park in Petty, Texas, for the season opener of the United States Modified Touring Series. Yeah. Um, uh, we got our, our, our good listener from out in Pennsylvania. She's chiming in. She says, hi, boys. Stop it in real quick to wish you a good weekend. Going to a nephew's basketball game this weekend. Lincoln is still on today at 3 p.m. And they, you know, that's amazing. They've gotten the shows in that they've gotten so far last weekend. They, they're lucky. They raced on Sunday last weekend. I think the weather's supposed to get bad up there, isn't it? Yeah. Boy, this time of the year, you just never know. You never know what's get. going on up there. But uh, for them to get two shows in a week ago out at uh, Lincoln Speedway, that was pretty amazing stuff. I think, uh, what was it, uh, a week ago on Thursday night, it was uh, Freddie Raymer that uh, picked up the win. And uh, then they had that show on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, I'm looking up. I can't, I see so many races. I'm looking to see who, who won that race on Sunday afternoon at Lincoln Speedway. You're, you know, you and I are getting old. Our memories are Right. Or not working too good right now. But uh, they did have the uh, race at uh, Lincoln Speedway last uh, Sunday afternoon. That was an afternoon show. And uh, Justin Peck was the winner. Yes. That's the name I was looking for. 
the 13 car won. Yeah, he finished second to Freddie Raymer on Thursday night, and then he came back and uh, picked up the win for the icebreaker finale on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Justin Peck, pretty good race car driver. He's really stepped up. He's, he's really good. He'll be racing full-time for the uh, All-Stars this year, as he's done for the past couple of years. Hey, there was one other uh, sprint car race last weekend we didn't talk about. Terry McCarl won the USM's T- USCS double down at Southern Raceway Park in USCS. last weekend. Terry McCarl won those two races, and the USCS ran last night at Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and Davey Frannick picked up the win down there last night in the USCS. Mm-hmm. What... Uh... USMTS is going to be on Racing Dirt tonight, right? Racing Dirt. That's uh, Trenton and uh, Stick Boy, Austin Kruger's website, racingdirt.com. And uh, you'll be able to see all the action this weekend from down at Petty on Racing Dirt. A little disappointed in Rick not making it to the Hall of Fame. Just going to say. Well, <clears throat> we'll still have fun. You know, it, it, and it would be nice if Danny would have come up too, right? Who's gonna Who's gonna be in there for Danny? Bob, Bob Baker. Baker is gonna accept the award for Danny tonight. Both those guys. Still Bob Baker is so good at what he does. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer himself, Bob yeah. Baker. Yeah, no doubt. So, yep, we'll have a good time tonight. Yeah, and uh, honor all the inductees, present and past. Um. Kirk, so um, Dazen Persley is going to be running full-time in the midget. He's going to be running the Ryan, but Ryan Bold Underwood Motorsports car. Did you see that? Yes, sir. They have the full-time in the uh, midgets. Of course, Dazen Persley is a great story. You remember just over a, a year ago, he was involved in that terrible accident down at Arizona Speedway that uh, nearly cost him his life. And yep. the fact that he was able to recover from that, a lot of people wonder if he'd ever walk again. Right. And he recovered fully from that. And for him to come back the way he has, and when he did come back, he won races. Yeah, no So uh, just uh, a pretty mir- miraculous story for Dazen Persley. And he's in a pretty good ride, that Reinbolt Underwood car, and will be running full-time in the midgets. I think he's got a pretty good shot of maybe going for the championship this year. Who knows? I wouldn't go quite that far. I I I I think there's some other good guys there that he's going to have to outrun. You know, you've got quite a few um, of the national guys there. I think uh, I I I believe that um, Ryan Timms is going to be a good a guy that's going to be yeah. running for that championship. Well, he stepped into the uh, reigning two-time championship winning car for Keith Coons Motorsports. Right. That Buddy Kofoy 67 drove. car, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So Brian Tim's going to be driving that car. Uh, definitely, you got to say he's a championship contender. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out this year. I think it's wide open as far as the USAC midgets are concerned. Right. So, um, Kirk, what do you think about uh, what's going on on the local racing scene right now? Well, we're waiting for the season to open up. Right. I think uh, I-35 Speedway is supposed to have uh, practice sessions this weekend. They had scheduled them this weekend, but I'm not not sure if that's still on. They're supposed to have a race on the 18th of this month, a big uh, USRA 
event that's, I think, going to pay pretty good money. So as far as the tracks around the Kansas City area, I-35 is the earliest that uh, will kick things up for the year. And if you're looking for a summer job, uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, they have a job fair that's going on this Saturday, today. So if you want to go down there and you want a, a summer job working at a racetrack, you could do that. You could Good place down. to work there. Huh? That's a great place to work. It, it's one of the better places to work in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they're they're looking for quite a few different people to work down there. Um, they've got all kinds of different jobs available down there. So uh, if you want to go down there and work at uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, the Diamond of Dirt Tracks, Kirk is – Lucas Oil Speedway, the nicest racetrack in the country? Uh, in my opinion, yes. Right. When you take into consideration the whole facility and uh, the pits and just the grandstands and the way it's all laid out, absolutely. Right. There's not many better than Lucas Oil Speedway, that's for sure. Yeah. No hey, uh, one other big event we haven't talked about this weekend, the World of Outlaws, back in action. Sunday, Monday. A Sunday, Monday show. That's Since, weird, isn't it? Well, it. They're all working it out with Bike Week. You know, there's a lot of activity going on up at Daytona for Bike Week. And so things are scheduled for Sunday and Monday down at Belusia Speedway Park. So uh, get ready to watch sprint car race. That's probably the biggest uh, race of the weekend, wouldn't you say? I would say it is. Yeah, no doubt. Of course, out at Las Vegas, we've already talked about that with NASCAR. But uh, all eyes will... You know, if you're a dirt race fan, sprint car fan, you're going to be watching what's going on at Belusia this weekend. You know, that racetrack has been pretty racy this year. I was very impressed with the late models and the modifieds, the last show that they ran down there. UMP uh, modifieds. A couple of weeks ago on Saturday night, last lap passes for the lead. I thought the sprint cars put on a good show when they were able to get on the racetrack. You know, the only problem I saw with that racetrack is when you exited turn two, just about where you crossed over on the track, where the cars came out onto the track, there was a little bump right there, and it would unload the cars a little bit. And we see a lot of guys struggle with that. Sometimes they would get up around it. Sometimes they go below it. But if you hit that bump straight on, it would unload your car. Well, maybe they've, you know, they've had a couple of weeks to work that out, so maybe they might have that issue worked out by the time they get to the racetrack. Maybe so. Here this weekend. So uh, that that was an issue. I didn't notice it so much when the late models and the the uh, modifieds were going at it. But, uh, you know, different cars, too. Sport well, cars are different uh, listen, cars. Kirk, I sit over there in, the, in that corner in those grandstands, and I watched a lot of cars hit that bump over there. I saw a lot of cars, modified, sprint cars. So it's been there for a long time. Yeah, it's been there for a bit. Yeah. When I was down there in Florida, when I saw that. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes this weekend. Uh, You know, the last time they were down there, uh, you know, it's a really fast racetrack. They call it the world's fastest half mile. Yeah. Did you know that? I, 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 I wouldn't say it's the world's fastest half mile. I would think that uh, Bristol's the half, world's fastest half mile, wouldn't you say? I would think Bristol's the world's fastest half mile. And even when they put dirt on it, it's still faster. It's than still faster, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. So I, w- I would uh, <clears throat> beg to differ on that claim. Yeah. 
But if if you look back uh, in in the first uh, races that they had down there, Donnie Schatz uh, won. Uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield. Well, I'm looking at uh, 2022. Oh, but uh, that might I was, not be good. I was trying to remember back to the uh, races that they had. David Gravel won both those races. Right. That's it. David Gravel, he knows his way around that racetrack. Yeah. yeah. So the no first doubt. two races that they've had at Volusia Speedway Park this year, David Gravel was the big winner. So we'll see yep. if he can keep that going tonight. All right, you're listening to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. When we come back, we're going to listen to an interview that we did with Hudson O'Neill on Mostly Motorsports on Monday. That's all next, right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back. It's Track Talk. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Kirk, we had a chance on Monday to talk to Hudson O'Neill, who's currently second in the Lucas Oil ASCS National Points. He is currently 50 points behind Ricky Thornton, Jr., and he is a hell of a racer, isn't he? Yeah, he won the uh, last two races at East Bay before they rained out the Saturday night show. He's got two feature wins this year. Right. And then he went over to Volusia Speedway Park, won a uh, dirt uh, car late model race early in the week. And then in the World of Outlaws late model series, he came from 23rd starting spot to win. That is unbelievable. Come out of the B, started 23rd, and ends up winning the race. And he had to go to the back, didn't he, a couple times? No, no, that was uh, you're you're thinking about uh, when Sam Haferty Sam Haferty did it yeah, at right. East Bay, where he had to come from the back twice. Right? No, uh, no, he started twenty third, and just charged his way up there and didn't really need a lot of yellow flags to do it. Right. And once he got out in front, he just checked out. Anyway, he was on our mostly motorsport show earlier this week, and here's a portion of that conversation. You've been on a roll here lately with the rocket chassis, and I'm not so sure that it isn't because of you, the driver, that has made that car a little more successful this year. What do you think about that? Well, I I don't know about that. Uh, you know, we just we just set out to try and do our best every every time we get on the racetrack, and and uh, you know the the car has been phenomenal, and uh, you know we've really got it to. It's a fit me really, really well, and um, it, I, it's just been a good pairing so far. Uh, you know, I, I've been so excited to get started down at Speed Weeks and, and to be able to go down there. And now, I don't know if everybody remember, we had a pretty rough start to it. Uh, it was it was not necessarily ideal the the way it all started, and we we didn't even make the race at Volusia the first uh, the first couple races, and it uh, yeah it, it was it was a little little rough at the beginning, but we we pulled together and. And, uh, as you know, that, that's a good thing about being able to race 20 times all right there in a row is you get a lot of time to work on your stuff. And, and if it, for some reason, it doesn't start very good, you, you got a little bit of time to, to rebound on it. So right. it's, uh, it was, it was a successful speed weeks and, uh, we're happy how it all turned out. 
Do you have a lot of input on the chassis itself uh, when it comes to what you want in a car? Do, do you do you give a little input on what you need out of that car? Well, um, y- yes and no. Uh, you know, coming into this, you know, in, in the past, I've always I've always done a lot of it, a lot of the setup stuff myself, and and uh, and, and th- that was something that I really looked forward to, and a lot. Of, it had a little bit to do with the decision I made. Um, coming going to Rocket Chassis was just uh, being able to be around Mark and Danny and and all those guys at Rocket. That they're so so intelligent when it comes to when it comes to the race cars and what what we need out of a race car that sometimes I don't even know, you know, that the best thing that I can do is just try and tell them where I feel, where I feel like I lack at, um, you know, around the racetrack and, and maybe what I feel like I need and just, just let them do their thing. You know, Mark, Mark's been around this sport for so long and, and has so much knowledge of these race cars and, and the racetracks and everything. Um, you know, he's taught me a lot over the last few months as to uh you know what what i need a little bit in a race car that uh, that they've been able to teach me and uh yeah it's it's been really good so i try to just do the best i can as as from a driver standpoint just from the feel and tell them where where i feel like i need to be a little bit better at in the racetrack and they they not 95 percent of the time they deliver for me so it uh yeah it's uh it's re- really cool to, to be able to work with somebody with so much knowledge Hey, Hudson, this is Kirk. Congratulations on the great start. Brandon Shepard did a great job in that car for a number of years. He's driving his own uh, family-owned team there. How did this all come about that uh, you uh, slid into the driver's seat here, the number one Rocket House car? Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Um, it, uh, well, you know, as you know, Shepard uh, Shepherd and uh, Rocket, they had a split at the end of the year last year, and uh, – I, I don't know. I don't really know what went into the to be able to qualify for such a deal. Um, but I know that in the past, you know, me and Mark have always had a good relationship. I've been fortunate to to drive rocket cars, um, you know, for the past three years, and uh, it, it was just a relationship that I had built with with Steve Baker, Mark Richards, uh, you know, the whole team, Danny, Joel, Austin. Um, you know, I've had a relationship with all of them for some years now, and. Whenever, whenever it came time to, to, to choose and to fill Brandon's spot as he departed, I, I, I guess that they, they thought that I was qualified. I don't, I don't know. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it's really cool to even be considered for such a ride. Um, you know, I, what I consider the best team in the country and, and I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be a part of it. So it, it just means a lot. You know, everybody's making a big deal out of these Longhorn chassis for you guys to step up and do as well as you are. How big of a statement is that? Uh, with uh, Longhorn doing as well as they've been doing for Rocket to do what you're doing now. Yeah, it, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I'm just a race car driver, sir. I, I I just every time I get in that seat, I just try to do my best and do my job, and whatever follows, whatever happens afterwards, it happens. And and you know, it's really cool to be able to represent a company like Rocket Chassis, and uh, to be able to represent a, a brand, um, so to speak. You know. Uh, you know, we just, we just try to do our best, and, and you know, the the race car industry will it, it'll it'll all work itself out. Um, you know, Longhorn builds a great piece, Rocket Chassis builds a great piece, and and we're just you know we're just trying to do our best to sell race cars. And, and uh, you know, if we win, we're able. If we if we can win races, we're we're going to be able to sell cars. So, 
whenever I get in the seat, I don't I don't necessarily think about the whole Rocky Cassidy or Longhorns or anything. You know, I just I just think about what I can do to try and do my best in one races and and uh, you know, yeah, selling cars is nice and uh, and you know having a successful business for for Mark's and Steve's pleasure it's 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 good. So um, we're just we're just out trying to win races and everything that happens after that it'll it, it'll all work itself out. So you're you're second in the points now. What do you what do you feel like your chances are of winning the championship this year? Well, uh, you know, judging off of right now and the way we feel right now, I, I feel like we have a we have a hell of a shot at it. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's awfully early, but I think that we've had a good start to the season, and uh, you know, I, I I think that. If everything continues to go the way it goes, and um, you know, I think I think we're I think we're going to be stellar. It's just uh, there's a lot of different racetracks we got to go to yet. Um, you know, the, just there, there's a lot of factors, and um, I, I think that with the leadership of Mark and, and some of the racetracks that I've struggled at, you know, throughout my career, um, I think that you know they're going to they're going to be able to help me at just just from their knowledge of the racetracks and being there so much and racing for so long I think that I think that it's going to be it's going to be a good pairing. So time will tell, but I think that we stand just as good a shot as any of them. Well, the way this uh, points uh, system lays out now, it's kind of a NASCAR style format. There's a cutoff one racetrack that's very important to all this is Lucas Oil Speedway, a track you've had some pretty good success at. Talk about that racetrack and how important that's going to be on the way to a possible championship. Yeah, it's only two and a half hours from our house. Oh, okay. Yeah, I seen the Kansas City, the Kansas City deal. Uh, but yeah, no, it. Uh, I love Luke Soul Speedway. Luke Soul Speedway is, has been very good to me, and uh, and I've I've been successful there and and won some races. And um, yeah, I think that uh, you know that. Wheatland, Port Royal, I think all all of those places are are going to be um, are going to be important throughout the you know throughout the whole duration of of the season and whatever uh, you know those cutoff races are going to be important and and uh, you know it all leads up to the to the final at, at Eldora. So yeah, we're just going to have to make sure we have our ducks in a row. Uh, you know, whenever we come to those cutoff races, and but we're going to try to do our job throughout the year to not to put us in position where those cutoff races aren't such a big deal and we can be ahead of the curve. What are your thoughts about the Dirt Track World Championship moving to Eldora Speedway, and that's going to be the finality for this championship? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I think that you know how fitting to be at Eldora, you know the the mecca of of a lot of our sport, um, you know, not just in the late model side, but, but, uh, you could say in the sprint car side and, and everything else too, you know, and, uh, I think that with, with the background of, of Eldora and what it means to late model racing, I think it, I think it's just, it, it came full circle. And, uh, you know, I think it's only fair to have our season finale there, but I think it's going to put on some good racing. It's going to host an amazing event. Um, you know, we talked a lot about this chase style format that they have and, and what it's going to mean to go into the, go into the final race of the year and know that four guys could win a championship all in one night. And, uh, you know, there, there's an opportunity for somebody to walk out of there with $300,000. And, um, I think that it's going to be really cool. It's going to draw a lot of excitement to the race. I think it's going to be, 
going to be it's going to be really good for three people, and it's going to suck for one. It's going to suck for whoever's leading the points, but whoever's running second, third, and fourth, it's going to be awesome. Let me ask you this: late model racing right now is really the most glamorous motorsports event of all time right now because the money that it's being paid in in late model racing right now, man, it's a great time to be a late model racer, isn't it? Oh, no doubt. Um, Yeah, you know, the the, the money that these series have promoted to put out is is unbelievable. And, um, you know, it it makes, like you said, it makes being a dirt late model racer right now very rewarding at times. And, you know, don't get me wrong, if you don't win, it still still can be mediocre or average at best, you know. But, uh, Mm -hmm. But if you can capitalize, win some races, yeah, you know, there, there, there's major benefits to come with it. and uh, But I've always thought that late model racing was the most competitive, one of the most competitive sports of racing that there yeah. is. Uh, you know, there's it's so tough. And, you know, it says a lot whenever a guy can win a race one night and, and then go back out and, and, you know, run 20th the next night. It just shows you how competitive it can be. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think right now dirt late model racing is, is in a, great spot and uh you know i think that with the money and the sponsors and everything that's coming into it i think that it's only going to get bigger hopefully and uh i think that we we're headed in the right direction but i still feel like we have a long way to go hey let's talk about those races down in florida you won the last two nights at east bay but then you go over to volusia that last race how much fun was that? You started 23rd and made that epic charge to win that, that race. That was great. Talk about that. <laughs> it, whenever you can do something like that, it's always fun and it's enjoyable to do something. And uh, but but those were those are one of those things that never happen. It uh, you know a lot of a lot of things got to go your way throughout the course of the race to do something like that. And in the beginning of the race was I was very fortunate with just being able to pass a lot right there at the very beginning of the night or at the very beginning of the race. And, and, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's something that I'll never forget. Um, I'm sure. And it was really cool for my team, really cool for me. And, and, uh, you know, you always dream of doing something like that. You just don't know if it's ever going to happen. Did, did you find the rubber a little bit earlier in that race? Did, did it rubber up quite a bit on that last race? Uh, not really. I'll tell you where, where I made a lot of my time at was, you know, right through the middle of that racetrack, um, the, the bottom was really muddy and it was throwing some wet crumbs out across the racetrack and, and, uh, the middle of the racetrack was, was starting to brown back up just a little bit from them, from those wet crumbs sitting on the racetrack. And, uh, you know, whenever we took, whenever we took the green of that race, nobody really went through the middle. So it was just, you know, it was like the gates opened up, you know, and right. I, and uh, I was able to pass a lot of people right through the middle, you know, in the first two or three laps. And, uh, and you know, I, I think I passed 10 or so cars right there. And, and you know, like I said, it goes back to saying just a lot of stuff has to go your way. You know, if, if somebody would occupy the middle of the racetrack, it probably wouldn't have happened like it did for me. So, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that it was a testament to, to my team um, to, you know, that you know no matter how bad the night got because the night got pretty bad we qualified bad we didn't make it through the heat race we got we barely captured the last transfer spot in the b main you know we were just worried about getting in the race let alone winning it right and, uh yeah. so you know i think it says a lot about about 
you know, my team never gave up on me, even though I made some mistakes throughout the night to, to get us behind like that. I think that, you know, they knew that, that if, if, uh, if we had a good race car that we could come up through there and salvage a good run, but I don't think we ever thought of winning, but I think that a good run was, was in our sight and we just, uh, it, it just happened to be a little bit sweeter than we all thought. Uh, we're visiting with Hudson O'Neill again. Um, I, you got a little time off. Uh, you're not going to be racing, it looks like, until Atomic Speedway on the 17th. What are you going to do with yourself? Well, we've uh, we've been keeping an eye on the on the Smoky Mountain, on the World of Outlaws um, event at Smoky Mountain, and uh, you know we're, we're, we got our we got our eyes set on that right now. It's not on my schedule or anything, but we're. Uh, you know, if the weather cooperates, I think that we're we're going to give it a shot. So uh, I don't know. It, yeah, uh, it, but if it doesn't happen, I got a lot of time to deal with. I'm at home right now. I came back to Indiana. Uh, I went to West Virginia for a few days and worked, and then came back. And I've just been, you know, spending some time just working and 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 hanging out and taking it easy. So it, uh, yeah, it's been good to be home. Good to see my family and everything. So uh, we'll. Uh, yeah, if 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 we get if we don't go to Smoky Mountain, I'll get a I'll get a bunch more time to spend with some family. There you have it. That's Hudson O'Neill. He's currently second in the Lucas Oil eight, uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series National Points. Um, he's got two wins this year, seven top fives, eight top tens, and ten starts. He's fifty points out of the lead right now, Kurt. Yeah, you know it's interesting the way this points uh, championship bears out it's a nascar style system they've got the lucas Oil late model series now and they'll pare it down to the 16 drivers after the show me 100 at lucas Oil speedway is there anything better than late model racing right now financially right now no no and the quality of the racing is very good yeah i'm just gonna say uh They'll pare it down to eight drivers after the Diamond Nationals at Lucas Hole Speedway in July, and then the top four go for the championship at the Dirt Track World Championships in October, which this year is held at Eldora Speedway. So uh, Hudson O'Neill's got a pretty good shot at doing this thing. Tim McCready is the two-time defending champion. Yeah, and he is currently fourth in the points. He's got uh, zero wins, three top fives, uh, six top tens, and ten starts. No wins for Tim McCready. That's pretty unusual for him. But he has come close yeah. a couple of times. He so has come I, close. I wouldn't count him out. Now, I wouldn't count out Jonathan Davenport either, who's going for this uh, championship as well. Yep, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Track Talk. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm Scott. He's Kirk. We're the Racing Boys. Todd Surprise helping us out here. If you remember a few weeks ago, we had Kenny Wallace and Ken Schrader on talking about the Turkey Bowl. That was over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, They were supposed to run that this weekend, They were supposed to run that this weekend. Well, earlier in the week, they uh, decided with all the rainy weather that they had down there that they were going to divide the Turkey Bowl into two weekends, run half the classes this weekend, and then come back in two weeks and run the other class. Uh, They're still slated to go today. We see they posted on Facebook here a couple of hours ago uh, that, uh, and I'll I'll just read what it says, everyone knows how much rain we've had in the last couple of days, 
At 12 noon today, there will be an update on today's test and tune and an update on the event this weekend, Bushlight Turkey Bowl 16. The track was left hard after the test and tune a couple of weeks ago last night. He rolled in. Uh, they rolled it before dark, and it was wet, real wet, and now the decision will be made at noon today on the test and tune, and then they'll race on Sunday. So uh, they're not even racing today. They're going to have a test and tune today and then race tomorrow. And Ken Schrader and uh, Kenny Wallace they're are going to both be there, be there right? Yeah, they're when, supposed to be there. When we did that interview and he when he talked about how right. we talked about we 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 even talked after we got off the air about, boy, that's you're pushing it, trying to get it in that weekend, too, because it might be wet, and we're kind of looking at it now. So, so uh, stay tuned to the Facebook uh, page. They'll make a decision at 12 noon today what they're going to do. Kirk, there was a, there's a little bit of controversy going on with the non-wing sprint car racing right now, isn't there? Uh, you know, I saw this post, and I was going through some things yesterday, but this actually uh, came about... Uh, and I don't have the page pulled up right now, but uh, there was a uh, a the Boss Sprint Bandits series, and uh, apparently they were in negotiations with the Power Eye to sell that series here a few weeks back, and right. they decided not to sell it. And now he's accusing Power Eye of using their name, and on their website, it's they say it's not for sale. So, that, I mean, that's got it splashed all over their webpage. The Bandit Outlaw Series, Boss, as they call it, splashed across their webpage. It says, not for sale, in big, bold letters. Kirk? And, uh, he claims that Power Eye is attempting to steal his series name, Bandit's Outlaw Series. I would encourage track partners and sponsors to steer clear. And all of that, so I don't Kirk, exactly Kirk, know everything. Just so you on. know, uh, Jeff just said on the chat room here, he said, no, Schrader and Wallace are running an A mod and B mods. They will not be raced. They will not race tomorrow. Be that portion weeks. of the Turkey Bowl will be run on March 17th and 18th. There you go. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they decide to split it up into two weekends, so. That portion of it will be uh, two weekends. I want to give a shout-out to Sherry Imperial. She is uh, listening in from Mesa, Arizona today, just so you know. Yeah. So, anyway, getting back to this Boss Sprint Bandits Outlaw Series, uh, he put a big story up on his homepage, and there's been a dispute there over the his name being taken. So, we don't know have both sides of the story there, so we'll just right. you know that they put it out there publicly for everybody to see. So hopefully they get all of that resolved and things will move things will move on. Hey Kirk, uh, tonight Travis Kelsey's going to be on Saturday Night Live. How about that? How about that? Are you going to watch it? No, I'll be busy. <laughs> Why don't you watch Saturday Night Live? I don't know. I haven't seen Saturday Night Live in years. I, I haven't watched I that show. I'm going to watch time. it tonight, I'll, aren't I'll, you, Todd? No, I'm going to tape it. I probably will fall asleep at some point. If I sit down, I I don't make it past. Once you, your head hits the pillow, you're yeah, out. Yeah, if I sit in my office chair, I'm okay. But don't get me to a recliner or right. the couch and at night or I'll be. But, yes, I'll be recording that. And 
it ought to be good. I already saw a couple of the little teasers, teasers that they've put out, and, yeah. it's, and it looks like it's going to be fun, fun time for all, for, especially for Kansas City. Now, if you're a Philadelphia fan, I'm sure they'll have the lowest turnout watching. Right. Nobody's going to watch from Philadelphia. Other than the Kelsey family. Right. So. <laughs> no doubt. Um, in hour number two, we're going to have an interview that we did on Monday with Trenton Berry. Uh, it's about a 22-minute interview. Uh, we're also going to have Ray Cunningham on. We'll talk about some of the Hall of Famers going into the Central Auto Racing Boosters Hall of Fame uh, tonight. Kirk's going to be the MC of that event. And, again, we are not going to be doing live video there tonight. Right, exactly. Right. But we'll be there. And uh, can't wait to talk to Ray about the – Who's going into the Hall of Fame coming up in hour number two? Hey, got a big Xfinity Series race out in Las Vegas today. It's going to be interesting. John Hunter Nemechek has gotten off to a great start. Remember, he used to drive for Kyle Busch right. in the truck series. But now he's staying with Toyota and driving for Joe Gibbs Racing. And he's had a second and now a win in the Xfinity Series. So we'll see. With Kyle Busch out there in his own ride and his former driver, John Hunter Nemechek, who's off to this great start, how that's all going to shake out with yeah. Kyle Busch trying to go for a weekend sweep. I think John Hunter John ne- Hunter's running pretty well right you now. You think he can win the championship this year? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think less than expected last year with Kyle Busch Motorsports running for the championship. I think everybody thought that he would win a title with Kyle Busch in the truck series, but it just didn't happen. It didn't, didn't come together. So, I, you know, it's it just going to be interesting to see uh, John Hunter and his old boss, Kyle Busch, out there duking it out in the Xfinity Series today. We'll be watching. That would be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that race, to be honest with you. And the Cup Series tomorrow, Kyle Busch going for another win. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see just who else is able to step up. I thought maybe Kyle Larson had a fast race car out of California last weekend, but he had some kind of an electrical problem in his race car, and uh, we never really did see just how fast he was going to be. But uh, Chase Elliott was fast last week, second place finish, but no Chase Elliott today or t- this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, our number two is going to be coming up. You can watch it on our Facebook page, YouTube, um, Twitter, and RacingBoys.com. You can watch it. We've got all four different platforms that you can watch it on, and uh, it, it should be pretty good. We're going to have uh, Trenton Barry on and Ray Cunningham as well. We'll be talking about the Central Auto Racing Boosters Hall of Fame tonight. Kirk will be the MC of that event, and it should be really good. They don't have any more tickets, do they, Kirk? You know, I don't, I don't know. I think there would be room. Uh, that's a good question. We'll try to dig into that find out here. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's all been brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. For Todd Surprise, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you right around the corner, hour number two, coming up.